0: It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, Miss Rusty. What is up, everyone? It is Someday of the Week. It's Friday, show number two. Like I said, next week's going to be a little bit of a lighter episode. In October and November, maybe a little light on episodes leading up to the 10-year anniversary slash episode 500. Both of those events are coming up soon. I think it's like 470 something, 478 maybe. So, yeah, they'll be here before you know it. Probably by the end of the year. Should be at 500, and I think the 10-year anniversary should be right before. Um, still in 2013. I think, yeah, sometime in November. I need to double-check to actually, see when that came out. Jeez, I don't even know. Um, so I, I bet I can figure this out. But thank you guys for listening here, checking out the Public Access Podcast. The p- podcast. I'm your host, Rusty Diamond. So let's see. The Public Access Podcast. Steve Magnuson, episode number one. When was that? I have two with him. So, number one was made okay. when? That I don't November 15th, 2013. So, that's pretty soon, you guys. That'll be the 10-year anniversary. So yeah, let's get into it. I have a special guest sitting here. I'm just having, you know, a conversation here. So I'm gonna bring my special guest right here, right now. And my special guest right here, right now is Eugenia Gomez. There she is. How are you doing?
1: Hi. How are you? Fine. You?
0: I'm I'm great. Um how are you? Yeah, you're You're fine. So, oh, (laughs) Jesus. Um, Yeah. So where, where again in the world are you?
1: I'm currently on vacation in Spain. Okay.
0: Not a bad place to be on vacation.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm Spanish, (laughs) but I, I live in Luxembourg. So right now I'm back uh, to my roots.
0: Okay. So it's afternoon there right now. So I guess I can't say good morning to you maybe it's evening early evening it's 4 p.m right now it's 4, 4 p.m okay yeah. all right so what what do you get to do on a vacation uh when you're back are you back in your your hometown or are you in a different part of the um, country
1: i'm in a different part of the country my parents used to bring us here when bringing us on vacation as we were children so we are now by the beach all together uh, uh it was my son's birthday six days ago, and I'm still here. So we came to celebrate um birthday party.
0: Not a bad deal. <laughs> not, not a bad way. Spend time at the beach. Um, so is that like in the southern part of the country?
1: Yeah. Malaga, On the Mediterranean? If, if you know, it's the sunny part.
0: The sunny uh, part? I come
1: from the north part. Uh, it's always raining and cloudy and nobody would believe that there's a part of a region in Spain that would always rain and always cloudy but it exists and that's where I'm from. So we're coming here to the south where everything is sunny and even now in October nobody would say it's autumn. Um, it's great. <laughs>
0: yeah, not a bad deal. How how long are you there for?
1: Um, I've been here for... Six days now, and I will probably stay until the twentieth or something like that. So I don't have oh, a return ticket yet. So when my better. flow, whenever I decide to go, I go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess I'm done with the beach. Do you go? Do you hang out at the beach then? Is that yeah, where, yeah. just yeah, sit there? Just oh, okay. Right, right outside <laughs> the door. There's the beach. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I could show you right now
0: if you feel like. Why? Why not? Well, let's see the beach.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. I can show you right now. You see? Oh, there is the beach. Oh, wow! The beach and the wind (laughs) and the uh, dry river
0: not a bad deal for today not not too bad at all right
1: um i wish we could all live in such a place every single day
0: so you're you're in luxembourg then you said now you live uh,
1: i live in luxembourg yeah
0: okay um and so yeah i mean what what how'd you get out there to luxembourg how would that happen? Um, I first moved to
1: Germany following my back then boyfriend so uh-huh. I moved to a different country for love and five years later I had enough of the boyfriend of the job of the country everything and I just found this other job opportunity in Luxembourg and I moved I was already fed up of corporate world but you know everybody told me you're crazy if you want to quit your career quit everything and just Go to Africa or Asia. You cannot do that. You have a great life, blah, blah, blah. So I heard them instead of hearing myself. And I just moved countries to keep doing the same thing. Great mistake. Maybe not. I don't know. But I finally quit my career three years later after
0: moving to Luxembourg. So um, when was that? Delaying myself. But, but you did it. I did it. Yeah, you did it. Was that during the shutdown of everything, or was that before then?
1: Uh I quit three months before COVID.
0: Oh, so okay. I
1: quit instead of COVID was March. I quit uh, in December for Christmas, not coming back after Christmas. Um. So yeah, my intention was to discover myself while traveling the world, and three years later, I'm still in Luxembourg. <laughs> Life
0: and, happened, and that, that's not, not a bad thing at all. And no, no, and so I mean, so what was it that got you to just say, I- I'm done with the uh, the corporate world? Just one day, like you took your Christmas break and just decided, uh, oh, no,
1: it was a huge process. Uh, I would say it was a five year process to take myself to handle my fears and put my big, big girl pants and decide to quit everything (laughs) five years. Um, But yeah, in the end, I just strategized. I was uh, an engineer, so I did put all my analytical, rational mind to work. I strategized my escape. And the moment I reached my goal, I kept the promise to myself and I was out.
0: So did you get to have, uh, what was your way out, like, what what did you get to, was it uh, a happy thing when you told your your boss that you were leaving, or did your boss understand, or did you go out guns blazing, or uh, did Um, uh... well, the first time I
1: hinted it, uh, about one or two weeks later, the back then director had a stroke. I hope that was not on me, but it was a coincidence. Um, oh. And she is still in a coma, as as far as I know. So years she, later. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a big one.
0: Uh, yeah. Um,
1: oh. And then, the his her substitute it was a woman uh, her substitute took it pretty good but that uh month of that one month notice that i kept working for them uh the relationship was not as friendly as it as it used to but they didn't give me extra work or anything like that i just um I could see their true colors during that month, let's say.
0: <laughs> yeah, time uh, yeah. time to start looking for a way out. Yes,
1: definitely, definitely. It was nice because after that Christmas, one colleague wrote me a message asking me for, for help because he couldn't uh, handle a problem, a challenge that he found. And he texted me instead of his manager and I'm like, what are you doing about my mouth?
0: <laughs> Deal with it yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me refer you to somebody else here. I'm, this is not, not my, not my problem anymore. Not my job. there's uh, yeah. Someone else can probably do it, and happy to. And it's a good feeling to be able to pass that along to somebody else and <laughs> get into that. And I mean, now you can go on vacations with a return date uh, question mark and just you know, yeah. when uh, when I'm ready, come back and come back and you can, I mean, you can work on vacation if you want. I don't know. Do you work during vacation or when you're on vacation, do you stop? Or does your, your thought, your train of thought with your work now ever stop or how's that work?
1: Uh, my life is my job. And I live on vacation, I would say. So uh, <laughs> I found that balance, more or less. But yeah, you'd say I'm a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. But at the what same time... What would you time, say? I have, yeah, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Okay. Right? I, I have yeah. a baby now, and all I do is taking care of him. And at the same time... Whenever I have, I find the time in those moments when he is asleep. I have the time for myself to be with my business and with myself. And it's not ideal yet, but he is growing. My baby is growing, and I see, I see it that it will be way better. I'm just laying the groundwork right now.
0: Trying, trying to uh, get your your baby to be thinking of how he can help out mom uh, in his in her job and make make her business.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would be amazing, right? You see, I see those Instagrammer moms always filming their babies, and it's like the babies don't see that the camera is in front of them filming them; it's, they are oblivious to the camera. Right. Whenever I grab right. my phone, the, it's just like, phone, oh, I want to watch a video, cartoons, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no, I don't know even how those moms do it.
0: <laughs> but then again, I, might, I one thing I see with that, though, somewhere down the line is when these kids get older, that all of a sudden they're... I, it might already be happening, but like, you know... Growing up, and then you know, taking their parents to court or something for some sort of, you know, mm-hmm. using using them as you know, uh, which I don't know what could really you know come of that. Like for, you know, like if yeah, your your kids' content or you know, like you, uh, you know, one of those kids that's like what well, turns into a meme or something. And then they have that for the rest of their life, you know. Kids, other people, you know, tormenting them for, like, oh, you're the, whatever, whatever kid, and um, I don't. Know, I I feel that one day that's gonna end up happening, but, I mean, yeah, I mean that it's interesting how. Yeah, I mean it's changed. There's uh, there's all different kinds of ways to, but that's also part of the, you know, the Instagram the life. I mean, is is showing everything and being very open about everything uh, that you want to be open about. That the, I guess that the the people watching want you to be open about and. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, there's only so much I I like to bring out, you know, of of everything I do. Um, well,
1: I understand. I I have that conflict myself because I'm working on myself to become visible. So on one side, I would like to simply expose everything. Yeah. And yeah. on the other side. I want to be out of social media because my life is way happier i'm way happier when i'm away from social media so i guess i still need to find that balance or remove that inner conflict that i have either fuck social media whatever or <laughs> lean into the new society that is being built
0: they, they do have AI that can take care of your social media now if, uh, if you want to go that way too. Uh, yeah. Which, but yeah, <laughs> I, I've gotten a lot of the time to the fuck social media as well. And um, it's hard, like, especially with, you know, one of the people that I, I run all my stuff with, you know, just trying to talk with him and be like, look, I don't. I don't want to do this. Shit. Like you can take all this social media stuff. Like I'll, I'll create all the content, but then I don't want to touch it. I don't want to be going and responding to a million different people trying, and then trying to spend my whole time, you know, scrolling, spend my day scrolling through bullshit. Um, Especially once, like, I guess before, I was kind of all around the same time when COVID happened and all that shit happened like I really got away from social media I really just Mm -hmm. because I I didn't a lot of people went the other way and went full Mm -hmm. into staying okay yeah scrolling all the time leaving (laughs) you know answering everything to every every post putting their comments on there and I I, it didn't matter to me at all, and I went out, and that's when I was out hustling, doing everything else. But now I just watch it; just everything kind of turned into this huge dumpster fire. But there are positive ways to do social media. But like, like you know, I don't know. I haven't found a way to find a positive way to do social media. That's so why I'm. Like, I would rather have someone else take over all that for me, and you know, there can be the rusty diamond entity of whatever. That's not really me. And I'm okay with that. I, I can do this where I feel like even though I know AI can do this for me, but I I haven't got to that point yet. And AI can do most anything I can do better. Um actually everything I can do better. But I'm I'm gonna hold on to this for as long as I can. But like the social media, I just don't I don't care. It's not not worth it for me. And so I mean, and then also there's the Uh, this podcast I was just recording before this, I didn't get to ask her this, but somehow I was thinking it, but then I ended up getting sidetracked. But so like going to a a concert or something and because she brought up being in the moment, she said she came across a, like she was in Africa and she was, saw a, Uh, A female lion and like locked eyes with it, but she thought that if she pulled out her phone to take a picture or a video, that it would have maybe just ran off and she wouldn't have seen it. But she thought to stay in the moment and be able to have that moment connect eyes with it, and like you know, give it a okay, I acknowledge you. And I mean, I see that concerts too. Like the concerts, I mostly you know we'll see you know, thousands of phone lined up, but people kind of missing out on the part of experiencing and just being at the the concert. If you really want that footage, you go and you type in hashtag whatever the name of the band is in the city and they'll have thousands of videos of it at the same show you were at. Um, that's kind of the same thing I feel too. So with there's like, a, I don't know if, if it's the same there, uh, like with mm-hmm. online, well, and like with online dating, there's a few places that there's always, there's always a picture of someone with, uh, you know, a, a dog, uh, someone holding a fish, someone, you know, uh, walking or, or like taking a picture at Machu Picchu, uh, down in South America, um, Oh, uh, you know, it's kind of you know, like or in Europe, you know, people doing the picture with the uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, doing the, you know, mm-hmm. that that whole picture, and I mean, there's there's so much of people missing out on just being in the moment, and I, I don't know, what where what's kind of your thoughts on that, on
1: uh, what for? I think it's just more of the 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 culture of having more things under your name, right? You want to gather as ma- as many memories as you can. You want to gather as many places as you can. You want to gather, you know, it's all about gathering, 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 all those memories that in the end, you will never go back to watch those videos and those pictures. I I have plenty and I have absolutely never gone back to watch them uh, or look at them even, anything, nothing. And
0: right.
1: when it even, when Facebook or, or now Google Photos or whatever reminds me, oh, one year ago you did this. And it's like, ah, nice, okay. What's the point? I'm now in this other moment, no? Why do you want to bring me back to my memories when I am now enjoying this or maybe I'm bored and so I am thankful for re- this memory, this reminder, but it's all about the gathering and that's all about fulfilling our egos. Um instead of being in the moment where our soul wants to be and just getting to know ourselves better we're it's more of being dreaming about what used to be and worrying about what we still don't have and having that scarcity I Perhaps mean the, I the mean... illusion that we are full of things because that's why we want together to have the illusion that we have a lot of things but then it's the scarcity,
0: that lack that we feel inside. I'm I'm 41, and how much nostalgia stuff is so kind of pushed down our, our throats. Just uh, like, oh, here's all the stuff. You remember this from the 1980s, from the 1990s. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, OK, yeah, good. It's, it's good for three seconds. And then you're like, OK, that was yeah. something that happened in, in time. OK, cool. Uh-huh. Great. And now um, I'm back to my shady life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now I'm back. Here we are. Here we are. This, this, uh, talking about the whatever, uh, you know, Tickle Me Elmo or something like, oh, do you remember Tickle Me Elmo? And like, okay, great. Yeah, there's, there's that. Or the, uh, you know, uh, but it's odd. Uh, and it's, I don't know what the point of it is. And, why yeah well i mean we just you know miss out on so much of being in the present like you don't have the same experience if you're at a place like like if you pull out to pull out your phone and then you're looking at your phone you're like you're looking at your phone while you could just be sitting there just enjoying whatever's going on but yeah thinking that you know maybe for internet clout or you know whatever you get that little bit and then that's that's kind of it and there's (laughs) here it is here's this little blip and and now it's gone but then that point of time that you could have had to really experience it the whole experience was going to get that little boost of you know serotonin from maybe getting a like or two on on a post for taking time to take this video and upload it or picture or, and then it's gone. And then you're just kind of Mm -hmm. searching for that again. Mm
1: -hmm. Wouldn't it be just way better if we could find that serotonin or even oxytocin shot from being with ourselves?
0: Right. Why Why, can't we? we?
1: Oh, yes, we can. Just needs work and rewiring, but we can.
0: (laughs) How have you done it? Ah, What's the Eugenia trick?
1: Allowing ourselves or being open to staying with the emotions. Like really being okay or trying to stay with that emotion instead of, you know, when we procrastinate. Instead of going to fetch the phone and start scrolling,
0: yeah,
1: your hand here next to you. Yeah, it's like, okay, phone, I see you there, but I'm going to keep my hand for myself for a second and just see what happens. Your hand absolutely wants to run out to grab the phone, but you you can just keep it here and see what happens with that emotion. Like you start feeling your some. Tickling in your arms, that you start getting nervous in your belly, you start feeling all the sensations, and just stay with it. And you will find deep shit <laughs> just by doing that. <laughs> but that's the nice thing. You find the deep shit, and then you're able to transmute it into something nicer. Um
0: and it's okay to feel that deep shit. And well it's easy to run from it. It's like oh, I feel a deep shit. Okay, see you later. I'm done. It's easier, more convenient. <laughs> uh huh. But then you're also just every time you get that deep shit, you get to that. See, ya, I'm done, and then it just it stops you every time. I and mean, you can, but instead you're saying like you're saying you can, you can channel it and embrace it and yeah, get power from that. Well,
1: because nobody tells us we are conditioned and wired to run away from it, but if We can rewire ourselves to be there with the emotion and with the pain, the shit, whatever, the challenge, and see it as an opportunity for connection and inner growth, connection with ourselves. The moment we have that connection with ourselves, that understanding with ourselves, we will project it onto the others to have that vulnerability and that connection with the others that we so much desire. But since we run away, well, since we run away and we ignore it, avoid it. Well, we are doing the same with the others. We are not allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and have that connection that we so much desire.
0: Right, and... Um,
1: it's difficult, though. Yeah. To have the trigger and stay with it. It's very difficult.
0: But then, yeah, I mean, how do we get people to um, want to do that? Do you have to do it one time and like just trust that it's going to be okay if you do it. Or, I mean, because, yeah, please. you don't, you can say, oh, no, it'll never work. But then you're never going to find out that it does work. Yeah, I can tell you it works. Yeah, you yeah. can tell people it works.
1: But you have to, oof, it's painful. I remember uh, when all the, because I'm, well, I'm now change, currently changing my business perception perspective but back then I was I thought I was an energy healer sure. which I am but yeah. I'm also other things um and wow uh when I started seeing and feeling energy in my body that was very frightening like feeling like currents of energy as if you were touching uh I don't know uh how is it called this fences, electrified fences or something, I don't know, I have never touched one, but I would assume that it would be something like that, but these currents of energy inside your body, like I cannot move, I cannot talk, like please help me, I cannot even tell you help me, or I cannot even talk because my tongue doesn't move, my head is pounding, and I am in so much fear right now, please stop, and the moment I thought please stop, it stopped, And um, so it was a confirmation that something was happening to me other than a health issue. (laughs) Um, But the more it happened, the more I had to, okay, something wants to happen through me. I have to lean into it. I have to surrender to it. I have to allow it to, to flow through me. And that was very scary like I feel I am about to die with all this energy like really my brain about to explode and I like I need to allow it to happen in order for me to transcend to the other to the new self and it was very scary very very scary my husband back then was about to take me to the hospital because I was like making sounds but I couldn't tell him anything and this happened like weekly for like two three months because oh. I was not allowing myself to bring myself to that surrendering state. That was the amount of fear that I was in. Um so I was cutting it every time. And uh yeah, it it is horrible. I can tell you that being in the emotional pain and sitting in that emotional pain is way easier
0: <laughs> than that. And I mean now it's Now you have this new tool, though, and now you can, you know, make it, uh, you know, channeled into something positive. And so what was the first thing you did that got it into a positive light? Uh,
1: I don't know. I guess um, helping others. Um, understand their own inner conflicts and help them have that intimate relationships because I am able to channel their energy and understand what they are going through. uh so it's not like I channel from spirit or whatever, but I am able to understand your energy, like make do as if your energy was mine and interpret it for you.
0: If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and, I mean, ha, then, how are you walking away from that? Are you walking away, you know, like when you're working with someone else, how's that making you feel? And um, when you're working with someone else or working with yourself, what how is that, where is that putting you?
1: Well, I'm an empath. And before knowing all of this, I would absorb everybody's emotions and think they were mine and just go crazy with the drama. And it still happens sometimes, but I have learned how to put those boundaries to protect myself from, not to put a wall to keep us separated, but to set boundaries, um, like energetic boundaries to keep my bubble safe.
0: Um, Yeah. I wish I remembered. There's a book I had and I don't know how I'd find it. Um, but yeah, it's basically talks about it. Like one of the things they use to, uh, geez, um, you know, like picturing a bubble around you and not letting, you know, that, That bubble or balloon around you you know get letting people you know into that and taking on their bullshit sometimes and
1: i one of my well i wouldn't call her spiritual teacher but one of my of the people i looked up to like three years ago when i started um She gave me this tip. I will share it here. It's just like put yourself inside a disco ball, imaginary disco ball, right? So that bullshit reflects back and the love and compassion can come in through the cracks. While at the same time, all your love and compassion can go out through the cracks. But the most important thing is that bullshit can reflect back in the mirrors. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I like that. And I, I think it's important to be able to have something like that, especially you know, <laughs> like you were saying, how easy it is to take on other people's bullshit. Just, and it's like, okay, well, this person, uh, they're they're bringing me down. They're like, why? Why is this person bringing me down? And then it's like, well, you know what? They can bring themselves down. I don't need to take any of that. And then just. What I'm if good. I told you
1: that this is perfect and a perfect example of opportunity for self-growth? because they are doing bullshit that resonates with you. So they wouldn't be, you wouldn't be attracted to this person, even if it is a friend, you wouldn't have attracted this person into your life if their bullshit wouldn't resonate with some part of you. So if you're able to detach yourself from that behavior and recognize that and see it for just the behavior as it is and ask yourself, honestly, What is it in me that resonates with this behavior? There will be something that comes out and you will grow and that behavior will no longer be part of your reality. Even in this friend, he will either live your life or like level up with you.
0: Right, which is important. And it's okay to have either one of those outcomes of the relationship. Either one of those is fine. And it's like, it's okay to leave people behind. There's nothing wrong with that, uh, nothing at all. And not everyone has to be your friend. You can, you don't have to hate them, but like they're doing their thing you're not on the same level.
1: Can I say something to that?
0: You can say <laughs> everything to that.
1: Uh, it's true. Okay, this, this is true. And at the same time, because we all yearn so much for connection telling them bye and pushing them away because you don't like their behavior or their actions or whatever they're saying or lack thereof (laughs) um just pushing them away brings us a bit down plus since they are a reflection of us it's like we are saying no to a part of ourselves if that makes sense they are really a reflection of something like one of our voices maybe an, a subconscious voice that we have they are a reflection of that so telling them no you're telling no to yourself and therefore this is why for me at least and plenty others uh sitting with that discomfort and with that pain instead of reaching for the phone um works and brings in that deeper connection with ourselves and with others because sometimes it it is okay to say bye but from a grounded place once you know that you don't want this version of yourself to rule your life anymore you want a different version of yourself to rule your life Uh, an improved version but not just saying i don't want this behavior in my life so bye and then you will just because you have not learned the lesson you will just bring the same behavior in from another person
0: yep i so. I agree and I, I, it's kind of the same thing with anything uh, with you working on yourself yeah you, you know you have to be able to heal yourself uh, you can't really run from the stuff that has happened or is happening you have to work through it at some point or else you know it's going back to the I like I Say it, I don't like using the word, but people use the word triggered. I don't like using the word triggered, but people get triggered and it's going to happen again and again until you work through it. And, you know, it's only, you know, you really only have yourself to blame for it at that point, too, because you can work through it and you can make mm-hmm. it, you know, until you, it's not someone else's fault that they're, they are affecting how you take something in it's it's only it's only on you and you can you can change how you react to whatever whatever situation and learning more about yourself is never a bad thing understanding why things are there about yourself is never a bad thing but when
1: you're in the situation for example all my exes Now with my husband is different, although we are also in the verge of divorce, so it's more or less the same. But um, with all my exes, I was always the crazy one, the drama queen, whatnot. Uh, I was not looking into myself back then. I started just a a couple of months before meeting my husband. Um, And it's interesting what you're saying, because... I was getting triggered a lot with their behavior or their lack of behavior that I was expecting from a partner. Uh, But I think that what pissed me off most was their behavior when I was trying to communicate what they were doing to me that I disliked. Um, So this is also something to take into account, being able to hold that space for myself and for them while I am communicating what it's pissing me off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's okay to, you know, be in that space and it's okay to, and you should be, you should be if you can, if you can be in that space. And then just even realizing that, is that the first thing you got to do is realizing that that's a thing. And then you're already fifty steps ahead. I guess one one step, but uh, that's a huge step ahead of a lot of other people. And then you're gonna start once you start working through that. You're gonna start attracting different people. Um, oh, I
1: think that being aware of it is already like eighty percent of the work done.
0: Just I so by becoming too. aware
1: of, of your pattern,
0: it's yeah. everything. And yeah, you got the you got the onion open. And now you can start peeling away layers of the onion. But the onion's open. The onion's a hard thing to crack open. But once it's open, it's open and then mm-hmm. you yeah. just start working on yourself little by little. And so you it, just yes. said
1: that you you just said that you dislike the word trigger? Yeah. What do you use instead?
0: I don't have a word for trigger, another word for trigger. That's why I if I did, I but I don't know. I don't think we should have to be triggered by anything and i just i feel like trigger it's it's a kind of a cop-out word to be this is something that is affecting me in this way and i have no power over it it's only the people saying the stuff that have power over it thus having power over me and all i can do is shut down and take it is what I kind of feel triggered is. It's not a very empowering word. And I don't know Mm -hmm. what an empowering version of triggered could be. Maybe it's a word that needs to be invented or there is a word I just don't know about.
1: Mm. Well, at the end of the day, if I get angry, you pull the trigger, but the anger is mine. So, um, yeah.
0: Right. And just knowing that, Is part of that. That's part of that getting to that 80% um, knowing that that anger is yours. And like, I'm even kind of, you know, working with that now. I have a, I have a shitty landlord and uh, like, I was talking about this last night. I was like, well, did I, was I in a place that I brought this, you know, landlord in like, and like, what is it about it? Like, I didn't get to meet this person, and then I'm not like making up excuses. I didn't get to meet the person and and it was the only person like we had to find a place, and that was the only person that there was, but then I'm like, but I did they're in my existence like they they are something and like whatever she's doing, so like but then now now i'm I've been going through it like last few years I'm like, okay, I like there's something about it that's getting to me and like what well, what is it why? Why is this getting to me? And I've been having to think about that. And um it's, it's okay. Uh it so many things. yeah. And I mean but it's something that I, I'm realizing, yeah, there's something in me or you know, around me that is letting that happen and like, okay, so maybe I, I yeah, work on myself some here figure out what that is and just sit with it and let my brain do my stuff and yeah get, get... have you tried journaling on it no oh, that's a good idea I, I have not I really haven't done journaling for a long time. It's I used to a while back. Um but it's been a while. I I worked through it in my head with hypnosis, but journaling would be a, a good alternative as well or addition. Um, Cause I mean, yeah, getting, working through it, getting into the stuff out in your head, out of your head, you know, into something else to make it not something that's just in your head and just, you know, taking over being able to work through it and yeah, get it out on paper or, you know, however, I think it, works. That it
1: can help you um, yeah, we put, put it all out, but it can help you to pinpoint the subconscious beliefs that are running the show so that then you can do the hypnotherapy more targeted towards that, right?
0: That's a good idea. I don't have to go I, yeah, I only tell you how many different notebooks I have uh, down there. I have I better have at least ten sitting in there that have maybe a half a page written on them and then put away and they're like, oh, I'll get a new book and start working on that. Uh, but again, yeah, part of that it's is there now. It's just getting the rest of that 20%. Uh,
1: well, I'm sure you can sit down staring at that wall and you will already be pretty hypnotized just focusing on that and all the all the stuff will come out pretty easily.
0: That's what I'm hoping, and yeah, hopefully whoever uh, you know <laughs> is watching this could do the same. And um, yeah, and so let's see. So you you're not super present on on the if people I mean they want to work with you or they want to find you or do whatever is there a way people can do that or do they yes. just get a uh, carrier pigeon and sort of. Uh, <laughs> Find, find you somehow yes, uh
1: they can find me in Facebook um in my profile personal profile I do have a page I have Instagram I have everything because business gurus have told me to build it but I don't do anything on them it's like they are dead they exist yeah. they're dead so the way to would be uh through my personal Facebook profile uh a direct message uh it's Eugenia Gomez dot a human, I believe. Okay. Um, and I, then, I that. Yeah, you, I'm sure I can send you the link and you can post it.
0: Yeah, um, I, got, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, that okay, would be well, the way. That seems like a good way, because, yeah. And um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Eugenia. Uh, well, I'll have you back in a few months if you like to. Uh, probably I do three months usually before I have people come back. So like somewhere around January or so. Does that sound good? Wherever you may be in the world. Uh, hopefully on vacation Definitely. again.
1: Definitely. I have a new uh, business idea right now. So hopefully I will already be oh. okay. super financially independent. And You will be. Uh, somewhere else.
0: <laughs> you will be. You, you might not. Uh, it's not. You will be. You. You will be. And you'll be. You know, live living the good life as you are now, but a different kind of good life. So, yeah, yeah thank you uh, for being on, and I uh, very much enjoy getting to meet you and talk with you. And hope you have a great rest of your day. Go out and go walk on the beach if you can. Same.
1: Thank you for having me, Rusty.
0: Sounds great. All right. Take care. Bye. You too. All right. Uh, that's uh, Eugenia Gomez. So, you guys, check her out. I'll put the link up on there. So, Thank you, everyone, for listening here to the Public Access Podcast, the p- podcast here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGEBM. I'm your host, Rusty Diamond. And that is the show, man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, Motherfucker! It's Rusty Diamond, Motherfucker! Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee Wee. You brought the snacks, right?